crap, that's the extra. <laughs> oh my god. Ready, guys? Sorry. Grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and Jana here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is episode number 131. All right. So I decided this just now. And I think I've decided this before. Okay. And I promised this, but it actually didn't come true. We're not going to announce episodes anymore. We have said that before. No, 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 no. But this time, I'm actually serious. So that's the last time you'll hear Jana say, Episode 131. Or that would be the last time they'd hear me say that anyway. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, well then I need something new to say because it's so, that's like, I freeze up whenever we stop doing it last time. So like, oh shoot, usually that's what I say right there. Let's do it this way. Chris and John are here with the Grow Yourself Great Marriage <laughs> Podcast. Sorry, if I sound tired, it's because I am. And then you can say, Thanks for being here, guys. 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 Grow hitters. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Well, if you've got anything more clever than thanks for being here, guys, you can text us. Nobody's texting us. Yeah. What the heck? People were texting us before, and then we changed our number, and it was, like it was it. almost like people got offended. Well, and we remember it this time. It's 513-449-1798. Yes. All right. So text us if you have any ideas on how we should redo our intro. Because we're done with the episodes. Should we tell them what else we're redoing? What are we redoing? Should we tell them? You're going to tell me, apparently, because uh, I don't remember. Uh, we're going to redo our photos, our cover art. Oh, shoot. Are we? This month. Oh. Yeah. We're getting our pictures done. If you, I, I don't know who actually looks. I mean, I, I guess I kind of look at the cover art only because I'm looking for like what podcast I want to listen to, you know? We look like we have zero kids and we have... Marriage figured out. Yeah. It's just, it's not really representative of us. That's like in the beginning when we were so, uh, I don't know. We just didn't know what was going to happen with the show. And we're like, look at us, podcasters holding our mics. We don't hold our mics like that. Yeah, we look so corny. And that's not what we look like when we're podcasting. Chris is in a robe right now. Yeah. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in a fleece. Is it fleece? Yeah. A fleece Bengals robe. And... I'm as tired as I sound. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so should we have Christy take our pictures down here just like this? Like, do y'all want us to be actually what we look like when we're podcasting? Yeah. Let's or should do it. We, be, we were thinking about being in the kitchen with all the kids just around in the chaos because that's a lot more representative of yes. who we are. Yeah. I mean, chances are when the pictures, when when she comes to take the pictures, there'll probably be like a massive blowout down one of the boy's legs sure. and I could probably hold one in my arm mm -hmm. and then it's guaranteed that the kitchen will look like a frat party. Ooh, not with my new tinico. That's true. Tinico, um, tinico. Yeah, oh, with eggs over the floor or oats or whatever. Yeah. Depending on what time of day she comes, right. there will be dinner or lunch on the floor. Somebody will likely be crying. Yeah. At least one. Oh yeah, someone will be crying. Like, we won't even have to pose this picture. Mm -hmm. Literally, she can just show up and start snapping photos when she walks in the door. And you will get an idea of what so true. Your, our life really lives like. So true. But if I, you have any I can't speak right now. My goodness. <clears throat> get it together. What are, what are we... Um, so, 
I, it's I'll, been a minute. Again, we say this a lot, but guys, today's March 1st when we're recording, and we are so happy to say goodbye to February because it was an awful month. Yeah. February's a whore. Oh, Chris. Yeah. 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 I expect you to say that. It was pretty bad. It was terrible. February was one of the worst months we've ever had. Collectively. Could have been worse. It could have been worse. So we're thankful. But, yeah, just go ahead and give the rundown. Shoot. I don't even know. I mean, really the main gist of why February was rough is our oldest, Lola, got a nasty infection of cellulitis in her knee and ended up having to go to the hospital and we had to be admitted, and obviously we have four other kids who were little, and it was it was a little scary when we first took her. I mean, like I took her to urgent care, and she got on some antibiotics, and the next day she started declining, though, and I was, like, texting Chris. I'm like, I don't know, man. I think I'm going to have to take her to Children's, and I was like, okay, if she starts running a fever, that's how I'm going to know. Like, that's going to be my sign to take her to Children's because – Again, we have five kids, one through seven, and so to just run to children's on a, like, well, I hate to say on a safe than sorry, because obviously we're going to do what's best for our kid, no matter what the circumstances, but it's, we have to make sure that we need to go, because there's a lot of logistics to work out. Well, she started running a fever, she started shaking, she started crying, um, that she was in pain, and she was so pale, oh my gosh, she was so washed out, and I was just like, called Chris, I was like, I gotta go, we gotta go to Children's, and it was really scary for a minute, because people were telling me how fast this infection could take a turn, people were talking about sepsis, obviously you don't ever want to Google anything like that, although I do, because I like to be informed just enough to kind of know what to watch for, to ask questions, um, and yeah, she got admitted. She was really dehydrated too. Like she hasn't, she wasn't eating or drinking for a couple of days, you know, as much as I could get her to. And she was really sick for that infection and it wasn't that big on her knee. And so then the doctor started being concerned that it was, you know, maybe in her bloodstream or something because she was so sick for such a small little spot. Um, and just, I got to say, though, as, as hard as that was, our friends and our family did rally around us in such a great way. The, the next, so Chris, Lola wanted Chris and I there. And um, our friends were just, so my mom stayed all night with the kids. But then the next day, our my sister and our friends and dad and everybody just kind of rallied around, literally taking shifts throughout the day to make sure that our kids were good, like the other four were good and covered so Chris could be at the hospital too. Yeah, so at that point, we're in the hospital trying to help, you know, just comfort Lola. We finally, so she actually stays overnight, and then we come home the next day, right? Late the next day. The next night, yeah. So one would think like, okay, hey, that sucks. Your friend stepped up. Everything's cool, right? But then as soon as we get home, the, the next morning, both uh, both Lena and Lindley just start puking, right? Well, not yet. Yeah. No, because remember, Lola started getting really sick from the antibiotics again. We ended up having to take her back a couple oh, days later. Oh, I got it backwards. And then that happened. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so, yeah. So, we get home. Lola's on antibiotics. And, yeah. So, she starts having, like, some really weird symptoms that are, you know, pretty dangerous and has a really dangerous reaction to antibiotics that she's on. 
So we have to go back to the hospital. They realize like, oh, shoot, she's allergic to these. Let's give her different ones. So they give her different antibiotics and the exact same thing. Well, different though. Then she breaks out in a rash. Like each right. time she switched antibiotics three or four times, and each time her body reacted in a in a pretty scary way. Yes, and their and their their thought was, hey, like she needs to be on one of these. She's allergic to both, so they took her off of both antibiotics. And they're like, hey guys, like if she, if this staff comes back, she's she's uh, she's out of luck because we don't know what to do. So there's the anxiety of crap. If, if this infection comes back. She's not on anything that is going to solve the problem. Well, I'm sure there's other ones they could try because there's a ton of different kinds out there. But we were scared to keep doing that because it was wrecking her little belly. I mean, we're, I mean, I don't know. We don't need to talk about how gross it was because there were some pretty terrible side effects. But, yeah, that's a scary thing now is her body building up resistance to these kinds of infections because uh, you're not really supposed to, like, start and stop antibiotics. So, that was a whole thing, and she kept still looking really sick for um, over a week. I mean, this went on. Where yeah, I'm just she lost like, her color. She just looked very sickly. She had to go back again for some x-rays and more lab work, and just, you know, in the midst of all this, I'm I'm hyper aware of everything that's going on with her, which obviously then the other kids are needing our attention, and then, yeah, and then the stomach bug decided to come, and what yeah, else? Like, I mean, just right, like one yeah, thing after another. Yeah, so... Stomach bug comes and it staggers days. So, you know, we wake up in the middle of the night and our third is just covered in puke. And we're saying, oh, okay, awesome. Here right? we go. <clears throat> so there's that. And then the next day, um, our second, Lindley, she is covered in puke. And, of course, you know, Lindley's favorite thing to do is just wait until she's right about to puke. And then she just turns on anything valuable. And just goes and pukes all over it. And so she's not one to run to the bathroom. She just, her excuse is it comes so fast that she can't stop. I'm like, no, that's not true. Like, I know how puking works. <laughs> and so. She just covers the couch, the so blankets. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just couch, blankets, everything, you name it. It's just awful. And um, and then, you know, just just some icing on the cake things are, okay, John takes the other kids to the pediatrician. And now we find out, like, oh, shoot, we might have to have, like, some some mini eye surgery for Ledger because of like a clogged tear duct or whatever that won't go away. And then Lucan all of a sudden just starts collapsing and he falls and literally, literally falls on straight face first on his face, on the concrete, like three or four straight times in one day. And well, yeah, after running <clears throat> into a drawer, a drawer pulled out and like busted yeah. his little head. Yeah, yeah. And then, so everything's like chaotic. Building, building, building. And our neighbors, like, God bless them, they they brought over some dinner. And right before they came, oh, yeah. I'm upstairs on a business call. And John was like, Dad, come quick. Lucan's bleeding. John didn't say, Dad, come quick. Lola is like, Dad, come quick. Lucan's bleeding. I was like, what? So I'm like, emergency. Okay. I get off my Zoom call, run downstairs, and Lucan is covered in blood on his hand because he reached in the trash can and grabbed the the lid of a sharp can that john had opened and i mean it was cut super deep like we were like right in the oh, webbing crap. too yeah so so we were just like shoot do we have to get stitches for him what's gonna happen to go back to children's again like for the fourth time in one week in hindsight he maybe still needed stitches i don't know it was really really split and so that was awful but that was just icing on the cake you know like i come down and there's just blood all over the hoodie that john is wearing 
which was my hoodie, by the way. But <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. And uh, and yeah, so just I'm everything happened. Be sick because and I'm then in the girls are like, you know, we're like, hey, that night, you know, it's just the straw that breaks the camel's back. The girls are like. Uh, we can't find Ledger's toothbrush, but the toilet's clogged. I'm like, oh, okay, I figured that out, you know. So now our upstairs toilet is clogged because Ledger flushed the toothbrush, and we're pretty sure. And we haven't even had a time to call the plumber or get that figured out yet. Um, it's just been one thing after the other, Not and then to potentially all the we can't even talk about on here. Yes, like going I know on personal right. family issues, and then potentially, you know, Lindley, our second might need speech therapy, and we're just like, oh my gosh, everything's hitting us at once, and work. Um, so for me, I'm in sales, right? So I have a huge goal in sales, and a fourth of our goal was snow removal sales. So I sold a massive portfolio of snow removal sales, and it's 70 degrees in February in Ohio a couple of days. So it's not cold enough for it to snow. And so we've lost a ton of money at work, which is, you know, stress people out because our goal is at risk. And obviously all of our incomes are lower if we don't hit our goal. And so it's just every little thing you can think of. It could be worse, could but be worse, but, but everything just stacked up. So February, bye-bye. Goodbye. Well, I do want to give one praise with February, though. So, you know, there's so many more little things that probably happened in the midst of all this that I just... You know, we could probably go on and on because our life is pretty chaotic anyways. But then when you're adding all these big things on, it's just like one night Chris and I were just like, oh, my goodness, how much more? You know, like we just feel like we're doing all the right things right now. We're trying to do the right things at least. And we just feel like we're kind of hollering at God a little bit like, oh, Lord, how much more can we handle? Like, don't answer that because I know it could be worse. Like Lola could still be finding this or whatever, like, we're so thankful that she's come through this, but the one day in the midst of all of it, I kind of threw up my hands, and I was just like, I don't know, I can't do this, because I already can't keep up hardly with the house and the laundry and stuff, but when you add in, you know, sick laundry and all these other things, I just was like, I, I can't do this, I need help, I can't do all this, and Chris is super stressed and busy at work, and then almost within, like, what, a day or two, suddenly people started bringing us dinners um, like from our church and stuff in our friend group and our neighbors that Chris mentioned who walked in literally right at the right time because Lucan, you know, had just got cut and just, I felt like that was God's way of loving on us through his people and being like, Hey, you said you couldn't do this. You said you needed help. Here's dinners for the next few days. And that is such a relief off of my back whenever dinner's taken oh, care of. It was amazing. That's the witching hour of trying to cook and clean and stuff. So um, I will say through all this, ch- all these challenges, uh, we were definitely loved on. Um, yeah. Which was nice. Was definitely. Good. Definitely. And, y- you know, maybe we should just continue with this theme for the rest of this episode because so a really, really good friend, neighbor, and mentor of ours. We invited them over for dinner because we're just like, we, like, you guys have six kids. You know what this is like. Most of their kids are grown. And we were just like, we need help from someone who just gets it. Will you guys come over for dinner? So they came over for dinner after things kind of settled down. This was what, like last Thursday or something? Mm -hmm. And 
we were just outside on our patio and just explaining a lot of the things. Cause like Jonah said, there are a few things personally going on that actually are number one and number two on our list in terms of stress. But we really can't mention it cause it's not fair to those people. But basically we were just going through how stressed we feel and like, man, it's like, God, everything we're praying for is going the opposite direction. And the whole time, we obviously have a threshold very high for chaos. And the whole time, we just went, okay, it's okay, it's fine, it's okay, it's fine, it's okay, it's fine, it's okay, it's fine. And it reached a point where we said that so many times and tried not to like feel what was happening to the point where we were layers and layers deep where we could not turn back. And it just turned to complete paralysis Uh, yeah we didn't add on that lucan was going through these major night fits of just not yeah sleeping because that was when when you're tired yes that's that's the straw that will break the camel's back that's yeah so we we had we had no time together we were you know we felt the guilt of the other kids not having time because we were in the hospital with lola and they were you know struggling and then there was one particular night we're like okay like let's just play cards let's just spend time together you know and I literally deal the first card, and Lucan starts crying. And I was like, oh, my gosh, please, you know. So so Jonna goes up to try to get him settled down. This is like 9.30 at night. And usually she can get him settled down within like 30, 45 minutes, and it just jacks up an hour <laughs> of our so, life. So ridiculous. Yeah. So this particular night, I'm I'm sitting on the couch downstairs like begging God. I'm like, God, like we need time. Like it has to be in your will for us to have time together. And she's apparently upstairs begging God too. Like, we need time together. We just need to chill and breathe. And he needs to sleep and we need to sleep. So this particular night, he actually was up for like three or four straight hours. And it was just really, really like the straw that broke the camel's back for us. We were just like, why can't we find rest anywhere? Not in the morning, not during the day, obviously, and not not even at night. night. So we're not even getting sleep, and we're just really mad, like frustrated. So that was the point where we just had that conversation with a mentor, neighbor, and we're just like, please, like we don't understand why this stuff is happening. Give us some insight. And so I want to bring up what he brought up. So 1 Corinthians 10, 13. So there's a bunch of different ways that people look at this verse, but... It was interesting what, what what he was talking about here. It says, No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. And when you look at the word temptation, you think, oh, okay, you know, God gives us a way out of sin. But he explained, like, the word temptation actually meant trials, right? Trials and temptations. So so anything that God puts you through, he will give you a way of escape. Um, in other words, through him, he will not give you anything that he cannot through. Like, through him, he will not give you anything that cannot be handled. By him. By him, yeah. And so, and so that was just really encouraging. And he was basically like, look, Sometimes you you pray and you're like, God, please, why are you doing this? And his answer is, I'm doing this to grow you. Like, I'm going to put you through the ringer to grow you for some reason or other. But 
you see more of a need for me when you're in these trials and in in these seasons. And so that was just really encouraging to hear because it kind of exposed our hearts and how like there is a specific threshold where we were just like, okay, actually we cannot handle this and we're actually starting to get mad at you, God. Yeah, I mean, we're not naive to think that we aren't going to have struggles and, you know, the book of James talks about trials and how they how they're used for our good and 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 again, we know that these things could have been harder. The other night whenever whenever we were just talking about when Luke was crying for hours, Chris felt like what you felt like God kind of gave you the perspective of my baby could be starving and that could be why he's crying. Like this could be like we are still and actually though I would get more mad at myself than during this time because I'm like our problems could be worse. They could. We know loved ones who have experienced worse and like stayed oh, for sure. graceful and faithful through this. So like we need to get it together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, but that was, that was really encouraging because we were kind of on this up season, you know, like things were going pretty, not, things are never really smooth, but they were pretty smooth for a little while. And I remember our pastor was talking about, um, during the sermon series, he talked about different things like fasting and praying and Sabbath and all these things. And I was like, I want to fast and pray. I'm like, I don't have anything super specific right now to fast and pray about. And then I just was given a whole, yeah. <laughs> a whole bunch of things. So, yeah. So things are just crazy. And this particular mentor is also a pastor, and he he was just talking about some hymns that like really really can dig deep and he was he was just sharing with us some some verbiage to some hymns i'm like man that's so good and the next morning i'm on the way to um i'm on the way in the morning to play some basketball and i just start looking up hymns and i was just like man i've never even like looked at hymns i just always thought they were just kind of corny and wouldn't really understand them and i found this hymn and the lyrics were just perfect for the season that we are in. And it, it's called, I Ask the Lord That I Might Grow. And I just want to read some of this. It's wild. So it says, I ask the Lord that I might grow in faith and love and every grace. Might more of his salvation know and seek more earnestly his face. Twas he who taught me thus to pray and he, I trust, has answered prayer. But it has been in such a way as almost drove me to despair. I hoped that in some favored hour at once he'd answer my request, and by his love's constraining power subdue my sins and give me rest. Instead of this, he made me feel the hidden evils of my heart, and let the angry powers of hell assault my soul in every part. Yea, more, with his own hand he seemed intent to aggravate my woe, Crossed all the fair designs I schemed, humbled my heart, and laid me low. Lord, why is this? I trembling cried, Wilt thou pursue thy worm to death? Tis in this way, the Lord replied, I answer prayer for grace and faith. These inward trials I employ from self and pride to set thee free and break the schemes of earthly joy that thou mayest find thy all in me. That's good. Yeah, so just reading that, I was like, oh my goodness, that is literally perfect. So basically what that what that says to us is like, yeah, God's allowing these 
really difficult seasons to happen. Like maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I'm in a really difficult season. And maybe you're going through something way worse than us. And you're like, you guys are chumps. That's fine. Okay. But maybe you're just like, God, why is this happening? You know, why, why, why is my kid sick? Why is, why is my spouse sick? Why am I sick? Um, you know, why, why did I lose my job? All anything you can think of that just feels insurmountable. It's crazy because God literally allows those seasons to show his grace and faithfulness and make us press into him more because we've been on our knees more and in prayer more and feeling like prayers weren't answered. But now when you flip it on its head, you're like, oh, no, the prayers are answered. They're just answered in a way of like, no, 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 I'm putting you through the ringer right now and you're going to grow through this and you're going to see more of a need for me. Mm -hmm. I feel like, though, it's not always God that's putting us through it. It's just that he's allowing. He's he's allowing it, yeah. Allowing it to happen. It can get theologically. To grow us. Yeah. Um, uh, one One of those verses you just read, talking about, or read to me, basically, to me, said, like exposing our sins. So we felt really angry <laughs> about other things lately because of all of this um, just kind of mounting. And so I feel like that's a area that God's trying to work on in both of our hearts of just like some hidden anger and um, maybe some resentment towards people and stuff. So yeah, for sure. It comes out whenever you're tired and exhausted and worried and uh, sensory overloaded, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And 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 look, maybe you're, maybe you've just seen people say like, well, once you have a relationship with God or become a Christian, like life's just better, you know, like life's just easier. <laughs> no, life's not easier. But sometimes I cannot imagine how people get through difficult things without calling on a higher power. Like when you think about it, guys, like. Just, just take it from a practical perspective. There always has to be an authority above us, right? When when you see no authority above you, your life is in shambles. You know, like look at every little thing. Like you're in school, your authority is your teacher, right? That has to be because there has to be some sense of like, okay. This there has per- to be a hierarchy yeah, or else there's chaos. This, this person is my refuge, right? This is where I go for problems. Like so-and-so hit me teacher help me principal above teacher right and then you get in school through all the grades you always have that authority your parents are your authority you grow up you have a boss in in most cases right let's say you're an entrepreneur and you start your own business right that's scary because you feel like there's no authority above you but there is authority above you right and so if you feel like there's no authority above you the authority above you is your creator the authority above you is god and so if you do not have an authority to submit to, your life will fall apart and you won't have anyone to look to but yourself. And then you'll and then you'll fall into this like, oh, apparently I have all the power in me, and so you know, I can I can heal my cancer and my limiting beliefs are what's holding me back and yada yada yada. And that is just a straight lie. Like we are supposed to cast all of our cares on God. Like He can handle them, you know. You called me yesterday, babe. Like you, you were yelling at God. Like you're, you're, you were mad. And the thing is, He can handle that stuff. Like He can handle that stuff, just like our kids yelling at us. Like 
Um, I apologize to him later. I'm sorry <laughs> if I was disrespectful, but I was face down in my closet crying because, again, just been overwhelmed lately. And yesterday was a really, really, really challenging day with the kids. And yeah, but I, that's what I, I felt that. I felt that I could tell him exactly how I felt because he knows anyways. But as you're saying that, I'm thinking about, you know, the people that say like sending you good vibes or whatever and like trying to manifest my whatever. Like imagine if we didn't have a relationship with God and we're in the hospital and we see our daughter laying in that hospital bed, just, you know, washed out, pale, very sickly. The first night she looked so sick and having like, what do you do? You just pray for good vibes to go into her. Like seriously, like I'm not trying to be funny, but I thought about that too. I'm like, I'm sad for those who don't have a relationship with Jesus to be able to call on him for strength, call on him for healing. I mean, we had so many people praying on Lola's behalf, and I believe that's why she was healed. I, of course, there's a Western medicine, but guess what? The Western medicine wasn't working. You know what I mean? The antibiotics weren't working. Yeah, so they were not. Yes, there is Western medicine that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful that we were able to take her to children's, but I believe that God healed her because, you know, we were begging him. People were begging him. And that gave her courage too, by the way. Like she was, I was showing her because I posted on Facebook asking for prayers and I was showing her some of the prayers and before she had to get her IV, she was really nervous. And she was like, I felt like, she's like, I feel like um, all these people praying for me, that's helping me be brave. Like Jesus is making me brave right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, just echoing what you said, I, what do you do in that situation if you don't have that higher power to call on? Because me just thinking good thoughts about Lola healing was not going to do anything to her little body. Her just thinking good thoughts was not going to heal her body. Um, And in that moment when I was scared, I can't imagine not being able to have the peace of God. So it's just, I don't know. Yeah. And like this morning before we got into this episode, I was, I was, doing a study on like the holiness of God, right? So so you hear that and you're like, okay, holy, got it, right? So what is holy? Holy is literally set apart, like indescribable, totally set apart from the world, totally set apart from common use. Holy is like there's only one who is holy, you know, and that is God. Like God is so different from everything else. God is in no comparison to all of the false gods. Like God is God. And there is man and woman, and that is that, right? And I mean, seriously, I right? So, toes in so I'm just saying, like the holiness of God to literally be like, man, like I'm calling on like the totally sinless, spotless, perfect, holy, set creator apart of the entire creator universe. of the entire universe to pray. And ask that he would, in his will, change our circumstances or change us to be able to handle the circumstances. There's a really good song by Micah Tyler. Um, different. It's called Different. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to be different. I want to be changed. Um, all of me is gone. Yeah. Till, till all of me is gone and all is erased. All that remains. Or all that remains. Yeah. 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 So. Super, super good. It's like, look, we might go through things. Oh, shoot, like so-and-so got stage four cancer or whatever, you know? And like horrible, horrible things. But God, change us to be different. Change us to have grace and 
to have a super high threshold for this stuff to realize that you're in control regardless. And this did not surprise you. Right. Well, and he gives peace that passes all understanding. And that's why we can see people going through trials that, that we love that, that know Jesus in their peaceful still, you know, they're peaceful. They still have grace and that's not by their own strength. That's not by their good vibes and their positive thoughts as only by a holy God that's able to give them that peace that we cannot give to ourselves. And I'm glad you said that too, because I feel like the word pray and prayer is kind of watered down because people who don't even have a relationship with God say that. Praying for you, like, what does that mean? Yes, I mean, truthfully, this is probably going to sound a certain way, but there's been people who I know who are self-proclaimed, maybe not atheists, but not Christians, who are like, oh, yeah, praying for you in these in these difficult situations. And while that's like a nice thought that they're thinking about, it's like, but who are you praying to? That's my, you know what I mean? <clears throat> that's my question. It's been such a watered-down word that we have to remember what you just said, that when these, and this is what I told Lola, whenever these people are praying for you, they are literally petitioning heaven. <laughs> like, they are going before God or before, you know, like that's, so much bigger than I think the word just can, oh, pray for, you know, when people put that thing on the ring, the frame thing on Facebook. Yeah, pray for so-and-so. Pray for something. Yeah. It's like, but do you really know what that means? Like, it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And he answers and he hears and it's, I yeah. don't know. He always answers. It might not be the answer we're looking for, though. You know, it's like, God, heal, heal this person of this disease or heal this person or whatever, you know. Like, I know... I know there's tons of stories of people with like ALS and stuff like that. And they go to these prosperity places and they're just like, okay, I'm going to be healed, you know, because I want to be healed. And why wouldn't God heal me? Right. And they pray and they pray and they pray and they're not healed. And then they get bitter and they're like, oh God, like you, you're fake, blah, blah, blah. Why wouldn't you heal me? Like, well, because his plan is way better than yours. And, and as Christians, that's what we find our rest in. And we've, we've always felt like, man, God, you've been so good. Like you gave us five beautiful, healthy kids and, and like, what, when is the other shoe going to drop? You know, like that, that's kind of a point of anxiety for us. But even if it did, like we still find peace and rest knowing like, okay, God is way bigger, way more powerful, way more holy than we could ever be. And so whatever he has planned for our life, that was his will, and that is the best plan. Like it's even if we don't understand it, even if yeah. it's painful, you know. We've, yeah, we've got a couple um, friends that Chris has from college who recently lost their baby. Yeah, and we don't really know what happened. Um, we believe it was in birth. We haven't. It's mm-hmm. pretty fresh, and that's those. Like I've been thinking about them a lot. I've been praying for them a lot, but they are two examples of people who have the peace that passes all understanding because the day they shared this announcement, they shared, you know, we can't say God is good only when things are going good. We don't understand this. This hurts, but God is still good. And then they share these really beautiful lyrics. You know that song? I think it is it. I forget if it's Casting Crowns or Mercy Me. It's like, oh, my soul. Uh, I think it's I don't, Bethel. No. Hallelujah. Yeah. No, 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 not hallelujah. Um anyways but just they were still pointing back to god and finding their i don't i guess not joy in that moment but peace and and being faithful and yeah, being like graceful that doesn't make sense th- to the world this you know? is god's plan even though it doesn't meet my human understanding like 
God is God and I'm man. Like, that's it. You know, like, that 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 is just the authority that we submit to, even though it could make us mad. Like, God is God and I am man. And, and, I've, and I know people who have left the faith because they were in sin, asking God to take the sin away. He, he always gives a way out, but they kept committing the sin. And it's like, if you keep committing the sin, God's not just going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to pull that right from you, right? Well, he, it's like you're, you, what you always say about being in the ocean and drowning. Right. Like, God will save you, but you got to move your arms. Yeah, yeah. You can't just, ju- can't just jump in the water and just, like, not tread water and sink and be like, why aren't you saving me? Like, no, he's, he's telling us, like, look, swim, swim. Grab, grab that life raft. You know what I mean? Like, see, see how I'm working through you and how, and how I'm doing this. You know, if you're, if you're stuck in something messy and you're like, God, take this away from me. I hate this. But you keep going back to it. My goodness. Like the God I know is not going to just pull you from that. He is always going to give you a way out. And, and as, as we are tested our faith has a chance to grow and our and our endurance in, in the trials grows, right? So when I was when I was um you know getting over like pornography addiction and stuff like that, that that was the biggest thing. It wasn't it was like, okay God, like you've you've got to take this from me, you know? Like I'm going to deny it this time, right? And then my endurance grew and grew and grew and grew and grew, you know? And then like I was just I was just, in shambles and you know just threw it to god and he took it from me because he knew my heart was like okay yeah you you are done with this you know so well yeah it's not like you were getting on logging in and no. praying like take this from me as you get onto the website right exactly so you had to had to work with god god likes to work with his people to do things yes. you put some kind of blocker on your phone and stuff too didn't you like you didn't just um, say take it from I did, me yeah. and, and whatever so yeah um so yeah i don't know so this transformed into a different episode that we didn't even we didn't even plan. So I guess we'll we'll do the other one uh, for next time. But uh, but yeah, this was a heavy topic for us. It was just February was rough. We were angry because we were like, okay, we can handle this, 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 this. this. But really, like, keep going, keep going. Everything just mounted. It was just pouring on us in every way, and uh, it just gave us paralysis. And we just turned to God and we we're like, why aren't you answering our prayers? But He was the whole time. Yeah, but like we said. The things that are, there's things that are so heavy that we can't <laughs> talk about on here. So if yeah. you're just like, oh, your kid was sick and healed, like, get over it. Like, I'm facing some pretty tough things. Like, first of all, we know pain is relative, obviously. Right. Um, our problems probably seem like nothing to somebody in a third world country. Um, but, yeah, just, there's still heavy stuff that we definitely could use some prayer just for guidance yeah. through right now because... It's weighing on our everyday. That's why yesterday probably, you know, the stuff I broke down over, maybe it wasn't just that stuff. It's like everything compiling. I'm just like, uncle. <laughs> um, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Cool. Hey, that was pretty solid. Look, about about 40-ish minutes. That's good for us. Yeah. Let's see if we can hit the right button now. You're missing it. You're missing oh, it. Oh, thanks so much for listening to the Grow Yourself Great Marriage Podcast. Subscribe. Bye. <laughs>